0: Welcome to another episode of the Athletics and Beyond student Athletes Show. Uh, I'm your host, Kyle Reese. China and I sat down with Denver Nuggets' Will Barton and Nishon Bowden's Highland the other day, and um, we had a great conversation with them. We talked about growing up in the inner city, talked about growing up without fathers and the impact that that has and philanthropy and the things they like to do uh, in their own communities. So it was a great time. We enjoyed it. Uh, we want to give a special thanks to the Denver Nuggets, Morgan Montgomery, wayne watts and under armor for making this possible Uh, so we're excited to share it with you so sit back and enjoy all right so i appreciate you guys doing this Um, on the line with us is narcy jackson our executive director and founder co-founder of athletics and beyond i'm kyle i'm the program director and this is china she is our community liaison Mm -hmm. Um, behind the camera is Will Owens and he's uh he take care of business for us, making sure that electronically you don't get screwed up too bad. So I uh, appreciate you guys taking out the time and sharing your stories with us. I'm gonna kind of be the lead, and and China will jump in with a few of her questions. She's done extensive research on the Nuggets and and your stories, and kind of give you a little bit of background on uh, how we all got here. Uh, we've been working with Wayne and Morgan, and they've been super generous and great and hooking us up and helping us tell our story. We're a nonprofit here in Denver, Colorado, out in the Montbello area. I know you guys are both from out east, so that's northeast Denver. Uh, Will, I know you've been here for a minute, so you're pretty familiar with the territory. Uh, But we work primarily with uh, inner city youth uh, and athletics and beyond is, uh, again, the title, but the beyond part is really where we try to focus just in terms of showing them that they can be more than athletes. Uh, and we take opportunities like this to show them that there's more than the dribbling and jumping and catching and all those things. And, uh, so, so we appreciate you guys sharing your stories with us. When we talked to Wayne and Morgan, we asked uh, specifically that we wanted to talk to players that uh, with a little grit, you know what I mean? We wanted to talk to players that have been through something. To be perfectly honest with you, that's exactly how we asked it. Um, so, uh, Will, I know you've been here for a long time, and I know you've worked your way up, right? So, uh, if we could start with you, Will, and just in, in terms of sharing your story and, and how you've become the longest tenured Nugget uh, up to this point, um, where, you <laughs> where well, do you want me start? W- w- well, well, starting Baltimore, starting Baltimore. That that you know what I mean, because we this this show is a student athlete show, It's geared to young people, right? And so, something that you know, that going back to your time as a youth may reach a particular young person who may be going through something similar to what you've been through.
1: Okay, got you. Um, well, I come from East Baltimore, Maryland. Um, Baltimore, I know, I'm sure you guys know, is a tough city, um, a lot of crime, a lot of uh, lot of drugs. Um, see a, a lot of things, you know, a kid, I don't think she should really see at a, at a very young age, a lot of trauma in the neighborhoods that I grew up in. Um, we have a lot of talent there, a lot of good kids, there a lot of good people there, period. But we uh, really just don't have any like kind of direction or, or hope with you know with all the negative things that's going on around us. And um, I was just fortunate to you know have a dream. And not only have a dream, but be blessed with with having like a a vision, basically, to keep me on track with that dream. Uh, a lot of kids that I grew up with had dreams too, but they didn't have a, the, the the vision to keep pushing because everything around them was so messed up that they had to, you know, they didn't see they didn't see their dreams being able to come true. They didn't see it being realistic, and. Uh, you know, for some odd reason, I always seen mine as, as being realistic. So it really kept me out of a lot of trouble. It kept me out of a lot of things that my friends were doing, or, you know, people that I knew lived next door to me were doing. Um, and at the same time, it really made me, um, like you said, with the grit coming from, it made me play with a chip on my shoulder. Um, you know I'm not the biggest person in the world, I'm not the strongest, but I'm tougher than most people I face because of the things I've seen, the things I've been through and, and grew up around. So the city has definitely shaped me and uh, it, it made me who I am. And I wouldn't be, you know, where I'm at. I wouldn't have made it as far as I've made it without being from Baltimore. So I'm uh, definitely proud of my, of my city and my environment. And, and it's not like it
0: got easier. You went to school in Memphis, you know what I mean. So I'm sure that was, you know, just in terms
1: of the city, it was a similar deal, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I always, I always tell people, uh, you know, I when I went to Memphis, I was able to fit right in because the, both cities are so similar, just like a a, a country version of uh, a, a Baltimore. Um, got a, a lot of the same things going on within the city. Uh, but but they, down there, they kind of embrace you, especially when you're on the, uh, the the Tigers team, the Memphis Tigers team. They embrace you down there and take you in as one of your own. So I was able to make so many uh, relationships and friendships down there. I mean, some of my best friends still are uh, I'm from Memphis, people I met down in Memphis. So um Memphis is like a second home to me, but it's definitely very similar to uh, to Baltimore. So I was able to fit right in and have success because I was used to being in that type of environment. It it, it was a it was a real recognized real situation almost it sounds like. Uh definitely definitely uh, a real recognized real uh, Like I guess it was like being in Memphis was like looking in the mirror. Being from, being from Baltimore, um, kind of, kind of the same thing. Like I said, just a uh, country version of it, but definitely real, recognized, real for sure. And
0: and, and Bones, we know you're from out, out east as well. Um, tell us a little bit about your journey. You're 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 still early in your NBA career, but tell us how you arrived. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's some things that you had to overcome as well, Bones.
2: Um, you know, I come from poverty, uh, seeing some things that a lot of kids, you know, shouldn't be seeing at a young age. Um, you know, uh, seen, you know, a lot of shootings, there's a lot of stuff, you know, a lot, I wouldn't wish on anybody that, you know, um, it, it'd be hard for a kid to really overcome. I've been through a lot of adversity at a young age. What shaped me into a man, uh, I was raised by a single mother, uh, with four, uh, who she raised four children with, I got a brother and two sisters. And, uh, you know, she did her best for, you know, uh, you know, just trying to make, you know, bills and just trying to, you know, make a way for us to eat every night, you know, with no excuses, uh, working three, four jobs, and trying to make a way. Um, so, you know, I'm very thankful for my mom for that. And that's my heart. That's my world. And that's, that's my why and who I go so hard for. Um, also dealt with, you know, a house fire situation where I lost my grandmother and baby brother. I was told basketball was taken away from me, you know was good for the rest of my life and uh, you know, I didn't believe what the doctors was, was saying, you know, me and my mom prayed me and my mom, my grandma, you know my my close immediate family uh you know that that you know uh doctors never got a last say so God does you uh, know you know I was fortunate to be able to be granted play basketball again, you know, my recovery time was only six to seven months, and uh you know that shaped me into a man. Uh, very, very early. Uh, I was, I, I was at the age seventeen, and uh, around that time, that's when I got close, you know, with Will too. You know, I got a phone call from him. That was the first time I ever spoke to Will in a long time. You know, he called me while I was in the hospital. That meant a lot to me. Um, you know, just to be there through a tough time, and you know, he told me whatever I needed. You know, just contact him, You know, that phone call I just meant so much, and that that created a bond where you know it's gonna last forever for me and uh. You know, definitely look at him as a big brother for that, for sure. But uh, you know that all that type of stuff just shaped me into the man that I am today, and uh, is just going. You know, my story will help so many kids. You know, coming up, just uh, you know, whether they face an adversity, you know, any type of thing, they're going, they can look at my story or Will's story and just know that you can overcome until you can be be whatever you want to be. Yes, that's
3: facts. Um. So you kind of answered one of my questions that I had was basically like the rookie and the vet dynamic, Um, and I was just wondering like how, what is some advice that has made you that has really helped you? Like you have kind of stated that he's basically like your mentor. He has been that to you since you have been like seventeen. So what has really, what are some things that he has helped you with into your transition to the Nuggets? You know, because I know this is like your first year, correct, or second year. Yeah because you were drafted in 21 um but so like what are some things that he has helped you and get comfortable with like being in the league from the dynamic from college to the nba
2: oh man a lot um i first got there um uh, you know just he was just teaching me the ropes and how everything works how you know the nuggets organization work and then i also how the league works um You know, as the season went on, you know, I wasn't playing the beginning of the season. I was just, you know, going to him, asking him, you know, how he dealt with it, you know, because he was also in in the same situation before as well, too, Uh, not playing, not in the rotation. And how was he mentally strong with that, knowing that you, you know, you think you're supposed to be on the court and uh, stuff like that. So, you know, he was just telling me stay strong and and don't really worry about that because stuff will clear up very soon. And uh, that that that, like, helped me you know, get by the days even fast because, you know, I work my tail off and I'm a type of kid. I'm a passionate kid. You know, I I want to play, you know, I don't care who's in front of me. I want to be on the floor, no matter what it is. And, uh, you know, he just taught me so much about just the league so far and, and, you know, how to, you know, really just, as I look at him, you know, every single day, how he take care of his body, uh, even at the age that he, had, even at the age that he at right now, you know, in the 10th season. So you know, but he in the training room every day, I'm starting to take, you know, know notes to that and just trying to you know take care of my body at a young age just so i can have longevity like will and uh you know he's just showing me each and every ropes in in in, uh every single day uh some stuff that we don't talk about but i'm just paying attention to will and how he moves and stuff like that it's just uh you know he's definitely a great role model can i can
1: i answer that too though i'm sorry yeah yeah Yeah, yeah um i know like in a lot of relationships like uh that man bones have it, and is in like, you know, him being a rookie and me being a vet, you know, like obviously, you know, I, I try to give him advice and teach him things and stuff like that. But like a lot of people, you know, get lost in that. Like he helps me too. And he uh he teaches me things and, and motivates me also like uh this year just his energy you know, like I said, it kind of like rejuvenated me to have someone that, you know, I know comes from like similar background as me. Uh, we got like similar body types, similar games and, and things like that. But just his energy coming in, you know, wanting to play, uh, wanting to wanting to put in the work, wanting to be good. That's not, that's not like a common attitude you see every day, especially from someone as talented as him, but still humble. And it, it, it reminded me so much of how I was when I was young that it helped me get back to playing that way this season. It kind of like, you know, we're kind of helping each other. That kind of helped me have a, a great – the kind of year that I'm having this year just to have that type of energy around you because when you've been in the league for so long, it becomes such a business that, you know, it can, it can zap your energy because it's not always mm-hmm. about – just basketball, just your talent is. is Sometimes you get to have that, fun with it. Yeah, it's other things that come into play. So his energy kind of made me go back to my roots and having fun with it, being able to enjoy the game. And you know, like I'm having one of my best years of my career. I think you know because of that. Sure. Like he kind of like inspired me. So I just wanted people to know, like it's kind of like a. A, a, a balanced thing with, with us too. And I know most of the time that doesn't happen like with a rookie and a vet, but, you know, our situation is kind of unique. It's like we almost pushing each other and giving each other so much energy that, you know, it's working for both of us. But I just wanted to let people know that he, you know, he's doing something for me also. Though. It's not just, you know, him, you know, taking it, it, take it, from me. I'm actually taking things from him also.
0: Well, you've been in the league for a minute, you know what I mean? Like how, how uncommon is a relationship like that? It seems like you would be able to build bonds with, with teammates, but it sounds like that's a little
1: bit more uncommon than, than we might think. No, I mean, you, you definitely build bonds. You, you build bonds. That's not uncommon. Is what I'm saying is like him, him, you know, Helping put energy back in, in into my game and how I feel about the game, I think that's uncommon for a young player to do that for a guy that's been in the league 10 years. You get what I'm saying? Like, you almost like, once you get to the stage I'm at, it's just so much business. like, it's almost hard to just, you know, for it to be fun all the time because you've been through so much, you know what's going on. So it's like, it almost becomes a job for you. Basketball was never a job for me my whole life, nor when I first got in the league because I was young. But as you 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 know, as you get so many years on you, it starts to become routine, and, and it might start feeling like a job. And I feel like I was getting to that stage in my career where it just just like, now it's becoming work. My bones and other reasons helped me get back to, you know, no, this is just, this is my passion. I'm having fun with it
3: um okay so i guess now that we know you guys kind of have that working close relationship um a little birdie told me that both of y'all make music so is that something that you guys have bonded over and i just would like to know from both of you guys like when did the passion of making music arise
2: you want to take your first bones yeah i can uh for me like I hit on the nail when I said uh you know, I had went through the house fire tragedy, uh basketball was taken away from me for a couple of months and uh always had a nice voice where I can, you know, make like melodies and, and sounds and stuff like that. So, you know, I found a passion and love for, you know, there. Then uh that was around 2018. And um, you know, I was around my friends every day and we would just turn the beat on and it was just three of us and I would be like the the hook guy who would just make the, you know, like the hook and my other friends would just rap. And um, you know, we had made a couple songs and then like the the city was loving it. And ever since then we just, you know, just went from there and like I, I just started, you know, just keep going because a lot of people were saying I'm so gifted in making music. And then I really start like locking into it. like, yeah, I can really do something with this. And um, you know, it's it's just definitely been like a really good thing for me. Like a and also like a a good place to like it, it's it's very therapeutic for me because I've been through so much, like it's hard for me to talk to somebody about my problems because not everybody been through what I've been through. And like, when I talk to people about my problems, it's like, they just be left in awe and shock. So it's like, you know, it's it's kind of very like hard for me because it's just gonna leave me, you know, in tears and stuff like that. And also I have left a lot of people in tears too. And like, they really couldn't say anything, you know, to help me out. So that's why I'd rather just, you know, vent to the mic and go to the studio and just release my thoughts and stuff like that. It's very therapeutic for me.
3: Yes, I love that um when is
2: when is your next new song or album coming out do you have after the after the season last last year i was in college it was less games and it was games that was like you know two games a week now we playing like three games almost four games a week playing like five games in eight days nine days so it's like you know it's no time for a studio so i do it after the season it don't take me long probably take me at least like i can make like four or five songs in one night literally
3: Okay.
0: Yeah, Okay. You know China rap too, man. That's why she's talking about oh Lil' Birdie. God. Talking about, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I heard y'all got some studio time. Yeah.
3: <laughs> or fake when I was in college, baby <laughs> That oh.
0: is awesome. That'd be dope. What are some other things, you know what I mean? Like, I, I imagine that every every everybody needs an outlet, right? So you mm-hmm. got your music, right? And as a child, you know what I mean, growing up, Doggone basketball was your outlet, right? So you now need a bat, now you need an outlet for yep. basketball. What are some other things that the both of you do to help your mind escape
1: uh the pressures of being in the NBA? Um, yeah, that will. Like uh Bones is hit on, I do I do music also. Um other things like me, I I just like uh the more years I get in and, and being the leader, I, I kind of value being around my family and friends more and more. Um that's probably my biggest release. Just being around them, being able to talk to them, uh have fun with them, just do regular things with them is what is what I'm starting to just value even more because those are the people who know me best. Those are the people I can uh truly be myself around and they understand me to the to the fullest. So I would say, yeah, just being around my family, friends, my kids, anyone that's just like really close to me, um, that's that's probably like my biggest like off the court activity. Like Bones said, we have so many games. Then most of the time, practice and workouts, you so tired that you know you don't actually want to do like a lot of physical activities as much. So anytime I could just be in the crib and I'm chilling with you know my people. That, those are the best times for me, to be honest. Oh. And I don't get to see them as much because we travel so much, so
3: mm-hmm.
1: it, it's tough, so anytime I can be around all of them, it's love. Bones, just
0: is just a studio for you, or, or you done found some other some other therapy outside of
2: that? Oh, oh. Um, you know, what Will touched on, too, like, I love being around my friends, like, my brothers, like, it's, it's like genuine vibes, you just laugh a lot. Like now, like what I'm saying, like it's it's so hard to like, after like, you know, you have like somebody in town, like you don't want to go out no more. You just want to rest and, and chill in the house. Cause like, you're just so drained just from like playing all the games and stuff. Like you rather just, you, just like have recovery time and just sit back and just relax, like lay down and stuff. So, I mean, like we'll touch on just being around my brothers and stuff like that. Like close friends, I call them my brothers. Cause they, you know, we grew up like literally since we was like six, seven, eight years old, I knew majority of like every single last one of them. And they just know me to the T. It's just like, you know, being around them, it's just nothing but genuine vibes, laughs, you know? And then sometimes here and there, we go hoop with each other and it just, it's just fun being around them.
0: I, I ask because a, a component of what we do here at Athletics and Beyond is speaking to mental health, right? And trying to figure out, you know, what are those things that genuinely make you happy you know what I mean? That that yep. allow you to to relieve stress and and, uh, and 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 get in touch with who you are as an individual. So that was the reason behind the question. Uh, mm-hmm. I thank you guys for taking the time out. I want to take you just a few more minutes with you um, and, want, and hear a little bit more about um, why uh, not necessarily why, but um, why reaching out to young people is important, or why you believe those things. And some of the things that you have been connected with, maybe back home or now in uh, Colorado, uh, to help reach young people who who may be going through similar circumstances or have similar dreams.
2: Oh, man. I mean, that's the biggest thing for me is, you know, getting involved with the community and stuff like that. And, and, you know, let my voice be heard to the younger, you know, uh, teenagers that's in the city who just don't have no guidance guidance out there like I was a person who came from no guidance and my only guidance was God and my mom you know every person that was around me was a drug dealer was a you know gang member et cetera, et cetera. so you know I noticed the same thing with some of these kids backgrounds they're coming from you know single parent households you know where there's no father figures no guidance to tell them how to you know that's not the I, I was never in it but like because my mom she taught me well she raised me right but I was just so much around it that it's like sometimes you can just get swarmed in it because you don't have no guidance and no other path that you can take but you gotta be really mentally tough and mentally strong to, you know, keep on the same path and stay on your dreams. And uh even when your friends is, you know, going to the wrong path. You know, I done had so many friends that, you know, and brothers that just died to the guns because they, you know, they just never like wanted to take the right path. And and that's just something, you know, I just wanna keep preaching to the younger kids, you know, once, you know, uh after the season is done, you know. I'm I'm for all that, you know, talking to the younger kids, you know even older people than me you know just let my voice and my story be heard because you never know what somebody need and what they're going through and uh that's just something Not that, that's that's my that's really my passion
0: hey, hey bones hey will before you go bones like you know what i mean you talk about not having a father around my father died when i was 15 i was in high school right and i see how that affects me as a grown man like when I got married, like, damn, that would be cool for my father to be there. When my children were born, you know what I mean? It would be cool for my father to be there. And so many times I look back and I got friends, too, that, you know what I mean? You wonder how that impacted their life, right? And in yep. the home run. You know what I mean? Just your thoughts on the impact of not having a father around, And you've seen some guys use that as their excuse. How did you push through that and say, man, I'm not going to allow that to be an excuse for me?
2: Man, like I said, my mom, she just raised me so right. She really played that father figure role for me. It's crazy to even believe, you know, women are so strong and they they can play both roles. And like uh, I had, you know, mentors and stuff like that around me who kept me, you know out the streets and stuff like that kept me in the gym, you know, just kept me, you know, away from that type of stuff. And that's something I really appreciated because like like I said, everybody that grew up around, they was just so involved with it. You know, you never know if you can get swarmed into it or not, you know, because it's, it's really no guidance out there. Everybody around you is just going left. And uh, you know, like I said, my mom, she just played that role for for me. And you know, I was raised right by a woman who, you know, was just so like just just so strong and wise and just teaches you the right things. Like I wanted to go to a school. One of my brothers got murdered, you know, and this was in the city. And she's like, nah, you're going to a school that's 40 minutes away from the city. You know, you're not going to school in the city. And and he died, you know, the same year uh, he from walking home uh, from school with two girls. He got shot in his head. And, you know, I could have been with him. That's my best friend, you know, since I was a little kid. And I grew up with him. And, you know, that I could have just been with him just that day. And uh, I couldn't have been here. But, you know, just her, just, just, just. Just putting that, installing that in my brain that you know you're not gonna be an average kid that that was raised in the hood. You gonna you gonna be something, and that's just something I always appreciate from my mom because, like I said, like she just played that father figure role that that you needed, you know, as a young kid because there's really there's no guidance out there.
1: Will your thoughts on connecting with young people? Some <laughs> little uh, some little bones. Um, that's one of the my uh biggest wives one of my biggest motivations to uh, keep doing what I'm doing in the league and have success because I, I mean, my city is so small and they don't see, see success unless it's on the TV. So, um, you know, Bones will tell you he went to my camp before, you know, I had camps where I'm really active, you know, I do drills with the kids. I talk to the kids, uh, whatever. I even hang with someone, take them something to eat, whatever. Yeah. Um, and when I go back to Baltimore, I'm active in my trenches, I'm active in the neighborhood. I'll literally like pull up to different neighborhoods and like without being planned, you know, no cameras or nothing, just going around, talking to them and showing them success. Because like I said, where I'm from, you know, the kids only look at, the only success they really have in, in front of their face are drug dealers. So most of the time that's, that's what they're inspired to be because they look at anything else and say it's on TV. So they, they don't believe that they can achieve that. It don't, don't look real to them. So me, I try to be in a face and come home and show them that it's real. Like, yeah, I'm on TV. I, I play on TNT, I play on ESPN and you know, I live in certain places, but I'm showing you, I'm pulling up to let you know that this is real. Like I come from where y'all come from. I've been through the same things y'all been through. Like Bone said, I was raised by a single mom. My mom raised me, my brother and my sister by herself. And I'm, I'm just showing you that, you know, with those same circumstances that you can make it happen. Like I've been to four different high schools. Like I, I wasn't a perfect kid. Like I got into trouble, all kinds of things. And I still made it. So that's what I want to show them. Like just because of the environment we're in don't mean that we can't succeed. So exactly. I, I'm, I'm definitely active with the kids for sure.
3: I think that is very huge because especially just our young people need to be shown that you don't have to be a product of your environment. Um, and even if it seems like the world is against you and things are against you, like you could always be something bigger. Um, and so, Will, I know you have a nonprofit. Can you talk to us a little bit about that?
1: Definitely. Um, we just, um, we just had a coat drive back home in uh, Baltimore. Um, as you guys know, it get a little cold there, but, but you know, most of, the, most of the schools don't even have, like, heat. So that was a big thing, me and my mom. My mom helped me with that. Um, and we just try to have different, you know, different uh, events, even whether it's through my foundation or my AU, uh, my team, Thrill uh, Youth Program, where we have, like, uh, turkey giveaways on Thanksgiving toy drives on Christmas, uh, for Christmas. Um, in the summertime, you know, I do the uh, backpack giveaway. So we just try to do anything, you know, to get back to the community with the kids. And depending on the um, the season is in, you know, try to just do things to match the season for the kids.
0: Well, you brought up something. And I, I was, I was going to have my last question, but I got to ask you this, because this always goes through my mind. When you see a circumstance like the schools in Baltimore not having heat. I remember a few years ago there were schools in Detroit that had mold and rodents and just, you know what I mean, uh, pest problems, you know. Um do you do you ever look at that like is that's a problem that if I got enough guys together we could attack or is that just seem like too big of a systematic problem that Athletes can't solve. You know
1: what I mean? Like, do you ever look at that and say, "Man, I want to attack that somehow"? My honest opinion: um, There's so many issues in the world. Definitely, I wish I could uh, attack them individually and do stuff, but or even get with a group of guys and, and do do things. But when when the issues are that big, I feel like that's more systematic, and I think that that's more that's that's more so planned in the system to. Uh, Take their mind away from coming to school. It's just a distraction to, to to try to trick them. You know, like it's too cold, and 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 kids won't want to go to school, which is which is what they want. Mm. You know, they, they don't want you know little black kids, you know, growing up, learning, and, and big su- being successful. Like to me, it's all a plan to 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 strengthen their odds for those kids not to be successful. And I think that's beyond just me. That's beyond me getting a group of athletes together and trying to, trying to help that. Because how, you know, it, it would take so many athletes for us to fix <laughs> all the heating problems in, in Baltimore and schools like that. That's crazy. Like, that's something that the, that the system controls and they know they control it. And, and they got to get it right. Come on, man. Like, it, it, it makes no sense. Like, it make you question, like, where are the money going? in the city, like we can't have heat in schools like simple problems, not enough textbooks, you know, teachers not getting paid enough. And it's saying like it's only happening in public schools, like schools that I went to, mm-hmm. the reasons why I, I never really cared that much for school. You know, they don't take into account the, all the the small thing that's going on around you that make you not care about school. Like they know but they'll never say nothing. They'll just blame it on you. Uh, you coming from an environment where it's hard for you to eat. You think some of those kids think about school, they think about how they're going to eat. They, they're not even warm in school. So it's like, there's so many little things that, that people don't really understand. People don't understand, but I do, I get it. And like I said, that's going to take more than some athletes trying to come together and and fix those problems. Those are those are uh, system problems, those are neighborhood problems, those are uh, the environment that, that you've put us in, that that you you know you see such problems with the with with kids, you know, failing in school, not doing well. It's not just that they're not smart, they, they don't even have the tools. If if you wake up, you're 12, 13 year old and you have an eight and all day, you think you worry about going to class? being in class all day, you don't have a, a coat to keep you warm in class. You think someone was sitting there and freeze? No, I'm leaving. Like it's, it's bigger than just, you know, what people think it is sometimes than the kid just being bad or dumb or not caring about school. Most of the time it's bigger issues than that, but they'll mm-hmm. put, it, put it off to the side, like like someone don't care.
0: If I'm a freeze, I might as well freeze on this corner getting money than freeze in this classroom Listening to somebody, for
1: sure. Relate to you, for me. sure. For sure, that's what make a kid give up his dream. That's what I go back to. If you don't have a vision, you know you can easily lose track. And I can't. Sometimes I can't blame a kid for that. Not not saying I condone it, but I can't. I also understand it.
0: Okay. Man, we we uh, we appreciate y'all taking out the time. We ain't gonna keep y'all no longer, man. We we just we just wanted to have y'all drop a few gems on us, and y'all did. So we we definitely appreciate it. Uh, like I said, we're out here in Northeast Denver in Montbello, so um, feel free to drop in on us anytime. We got we got a small facility there. We trying to trying to do our best to help young people too. So we appreciate the work that y'all do, Bones. I wish you the best of luck. Uh, you 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 a pup to me, man. So I, I love to see young young boys out there getting to it. So best of luck. And then Will, obviously, we appreciate what you've done here in the city of Denver, and and, and thank you for the time that you put in and the work that you put in. No, appreciate appreciate having me. Appreciate y'all for sure.